0: Welcome to the Spirit Truth Worship Podcast, where we talk about leading your church and leading your team in biblically formed worship. What is up, worship leaders? My name is Dalton Schaefer, and this is my channel, Spirit Truth. Uh, And today I actually have a guest, a longtime friend of the show, John Azzarello. Hey, John, how are you doing, man? What's up, man? Good to be here. Dude, so glad to have you back on the channel. You were the first person I ever interviewed. You're actually the one that started the very first video I ever put up uh, was us talking. Uh, but for those of uh, the people watching who haven't seen that video, one, I'll link it here where you can go back and watch. It's a really helpful video about kind of starting and developing a worship ministry from scratch. Uh, but for those who haven't already seen it, would you just uh, introduce yourself briefly, what church you're at and what you do?
1: Yeah, thanks, Dalton. My name is John Azzarello. I am the worship pastor at Mercy Hill Church in, um, in Greensboro, North Carolina. So we have, uh, we actually have four campuses. So two of them are in Greensboro, um, one is in High Point. And um, actually, we're launching our fifth, planting our fifth campus. Do you say launch or, or plant for a campus? I don't know. It, I don't know. it depends, I guess. Um, we're having our fifth campus, uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. So, um, you know, in kind of the northeast area of Greensboro as well here in the fall. So we're super uh, pumped about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, my my role basically is, you know, I lead worship a couple of times a month. Um, We uh, we were a church plant, you know, like you said. And so um, we're about nine years old, I think now, which is kind of crazy to believe. It's just time flies, you know, but uh, one of the things that I do probably the most with my job is just kind of like develop and raise up worship leaders. And uh, so that's been, you know, that's been really cool. We, we recently sort of entered a new age of like releasing music, original music, which is super fun for us. Um, It's been, I think it's only been five months since our first um, album and it was, you know, it's been, it's just been really cool to see how people have responded and have received it. And uh, so, yeah, man, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of me in a nutshell
0: very cool man hey if uh, someone wants to find your music on spotify or apple music where would they like what would they type to go find what you guys do yeah uh
1: mercy hill worship so the the actual album title is out of the ruins which is one of our songs on there and then um yeah we're on pretty much every you know streaming platform so mercy hill worship
0: Yeah. And I'll put a link to that down in the description of this video. So go click on that and check it out on Spotify. Uh, But I actually, that's how we got connected originally is uh, I had a little poll on my spirit truth Instagram uh, just about, you know, what songs are people listening to favorite songs right now. And uh, what you did, what every good worship leader does, which is you drop your own church's worship album (laughs) in those whenever you get. And I went and listened to the entire album that day. And I was blown away, and I was like, "Dude, I got to talk to this guy." And that's that's when we connected. And uh, man, I've I've enjoyed getting to know you. And so I know that was we connected over that. We did a video, and since then we've written a song together, which I don't know when uh, when it'll come out, but. Um, I'm planning on hopefully actually releasing that song either later this year or the next year. And so I'm starting to work through writing parts and stuff, but that's a, I'm really excited about it. That's a great song. I've already led it at our church once. And so I'm excited to continue to do that. So songwriter, worship pastor, discipler, uh, man, we share a lot of the same heartbeat. And so that's one of the reasons I love having you on this channel to talk. Uh, But today what we wanted to do is basically just have a conversation, kind of thinking back early in our own ministries and some of the mistakes we've made, some of the fun uh, stories we have, maybe some of the silly things that went wrong that we had no control over. uh, But we just want to talk through and hopefully... uh, as a worship leader watching this video, this might spur you on to think deeply about what you do. Uh, Sometimes we get up on stage and we're not really thinking about what we're saying. And it can be easy. Uh, There's this thing, I'll do a quick plug for a a resource uh, that Michael Bleeker put out on. uh, It's actually on the village church's website. If you go to the village church resources, it's called accidental worship heresy. And it's literally just a bunch of worship leaders sharing things that they've accidentally said on stage that are completely untrue and really, Really, some of them are hilarious. And so you need to go, you can just Google accidental worship heresy, find that at the village church, Um, or I'll put it in the description below. But, you know, we all have stories like that. Uh, And so we just want to share a little bit of the funny things that we've gone through. Uh, But John, do you want to kick us off and just maybe share a story or two of of early on lean worship or maybe recently? I mean, this could have (laughs) happened recently. And so...
1: Yeah, man. The funny thing is I have, I feel like I am the king of these. I just, I always put my foot in my mouth or say something just stupid. Yeah. Um, I wish I could say that they were all from early on in my days, you know, in my youth. Yes. Um, the most recent one was like probably two or three weeks ago. Um, I was leading worship for our Thursday. We have a Thursday night service and um, I was leading and I was, I was talking and it was just like a moment kind of in between songs. And the band was was like building up and it was just like all this hype. So it's just like I was just my mind was trying to keep up with my mouth. You know, yeah. you, you ever do that? It's just like, oh, yeah, I've committed now. I gotta, I've got to I've got to like stay sharp. I got to stay on this. And um man, I said something just like I was trying to trying to like empathize with people in the moment. And I was just like, but look, it's hump day. And I said something like that. And I'm like, all of a sudden I just I just realized <laughs> I, I got a bunch of like kind of like this like sideways head looks at me and and I was, and then like after I started talking I'm like dang it's when it's Thursday it's not Wednesday hump day is on Wednesday <laughs> but um so anyways I I wished everyone a happy hump day on Thursday so that's kind Dude. of like that's the <laughs> rock <awkward.
0: laughs> I'm not gonna lie man saying it on Thursday is funny but just saying hump day at all in a wow. pastoral moment is just
1: wow. <laughs> hilarious I, I love so, that that's something that I feel like I always used to be so serious early on. Like if I spoke, it was just like with, with the like sober mindedness of, you know, like, gosh, it was just so, it was just so serious. It was yeah. like everyone, I am the worship leader. I'm talking right now. Um, prepare to cry, you know, yes. and, and, but it's just like, I feel like I learned, I learned from watching my lead pastor, it would be like serious moments in a service but yet he would add a little bit of levity to it sometimes Mm. just to release a little bit of tension and then kind of stay in that series. And I was just like, you know what? And I feel like I learned from that. And so um, sometimes I'll say stupid things like happy hump day in a serious pastoral moment, you know, and um, I wouldn't recommend doing that on a Thursday, but I did, but anyways, more, that's a more recent one. Um, One of, I mean, I have so many of these um, stories, it's kind of, it's kind of embarrassing, but um, one of them, you can actually you could actually probably see it on YouTube because I think from, this is probably four years ago, um, at one of our Christmas services, somebody was just recording it with like a cell phone, but um, it was right after Reckless Love came out and that song was just like killing. And um, man, there's just such an awesome opportunity for like a pastoral moment right before that bridge. Mm. You know, when you're like, man, there is no mountain, he won't climb up. You know there's no wall he won't kick down lie he won't tear down and like you know the book of luke luke 15 and uh this passage where jesus you know talks about how he leaves the 99 to come after the one right yeah so that was my moment well i had kind of pre-scripted all of this out and i had it in my script and so i set down my guitar i took out my bible and i didn't write at the top or i didn't type at the top of my script what book of the Bible it was from? It's such a silly little thing from the book of Luke, yeah. and and I said, guys, I want to share this you know verse with you. I said a line or two. I don't remember what I said, and then I wanted to just say Luke 15 says, and I could not remember book of Luke, and so I just did one of those like deer in the headlight looks for like 15 seconds. It was <laughs> I kid you not, which in worship leader years, you know, that's like that is an eternity. And I just stared at everybody, and I was just like, I I was like racking my brain, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and I was like, it's got to be in the Gospels. And then I finally just said, "Verse 15 says." And I didn't say (laughs) any book of the Bible or any chapter. And um, you know, in the moment, probably nobody thought too much about it. Oh, this guy's getting choked up. He's he's such a crier, you know. But now, now that everybody on my worship team knows, you know, we've talked about this and laughed about it. Now they love to go back and pull up this video and just like talk about it and make fun of me for. Dude, I love you know, that. The, the verse. I can't wait to go look that thing. up. Yeah, it's great. Dude,
0: I, I'll I'll piggyback off that. I have a story. So that song, I did. I did a very similar pastoral moment. I think a lot of thoughtful worship leaders probably have done a similar pastoral moment during that song, but that was actually on the video that I sent in, uh, for like to get hired at the job that I currently have. So this was a little over three years ago. They asked for a video. So I set up a camera in the back of the room as indiscreet or as discreet as possible. So like my church wouldn't know that I was auditioning for like another church job, <laughs> uh, which is always awkward. Um, <laughs> But, uh, man, I felt the Lord was calling us to something new and set that up. And there's a little bit of pressure. Like, I had never really done that. I got saved when I was 20, and the church that I started going to as a new believer was also the church that I was discipled at, met my wife at, got married at. It, they gave me my first job in ministry. I was like, I just never even thought about leaving a church. And then the Lord started stirring this new thing. So I put this camera up. I'm super nervous. Uh, and I'm going to film a whole service to send into them. That's what they asked me to do. And uh, I ended up only getting uh, one and a half songs that I was able to send in from the whole service because uh, when I started started leading, the whole first song, my guitar wasn't working. So I was like frantically trying to figure out why my guitar's not coming through the house. I was like, did they mute it? It's not in my ears. I'm trying to lead, but there's no guitar. And so, I mean, you could just tell like I got to the end of the song and I couldn't even remember singing a single word of the whole song. Second song, same yes. thing. It's like I was just trying to okay. figure out what's wrong with the tech. Uh, and eventually, you know, we use wireless packs and stuff. I'm thinking, is my wireless pack not working? So after the second song, I reached down to check the input. It took me two whole songs to check the input of the guitar, and it was plugged into my pocket. It was just in my pocket. It wasn't even plugged into the guitar. I had... I had To save the battery of my guitar I didn't like leaving it plugged in all the time. And so I took it out and put it in my pocket. So the wireless pack was plugged into my pocket, which is that's hard to say wireless pack plugged into my pocket Say that five times fast. Uh, So I I get to like this moment in this song it's like that's the only song that I actually have guitar plugged in. And then we went into a song after it and the camera died during the song and uh, it ended up working out i was able to send in you know you know basically one and a half songs and and they I, they hired me and so it worked out uh, but it was definitely funny one of those moments where you're like dude why did i not check give me two whole songs to check to see if the guitar was even plugged in
1: nice.
0: um then you're talking funny things earlier and like levity and trying to especially in an awkward moment I remember one of the very first times I was ever asked to lead worship on a Sunday morning, the worship pastor was out and he's like, Hey, you're in charge. You get to lead the whole day. Um, I was probably 20 or 21 very new to the faith very new to leading worship uh and we led the song how deep the father's love which if you've grown up in church that song came out like 1995 there's a lot of versions of that song some of them alternate time signature uh if you're new to church you don't really know there's a lot of versions of that song you just think there's the one version that you've heard uh, which is what i thought and so we're introducing this one version that i knew which is the austin stone version (laughs) and I remember uh, we practiced it and everything went well in rehearsal and I get into the service and I do a pastoral moment to set it up and I read from Colossians 316. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, Thanksgiving in your heart, all that stuff. Um, And man, I had this like really powerful setup. It's like, hey, we're going to sing this kind of, you know, modern hymn from several years ago, uh, beautiful lyrics. And we're going to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly as we sing this together, Uh, man. And then we start singing it. And the band comes in and then the, the praise team and choir start singing. And they're, I mean, they're probably singing 25 clicks, different tempo than what the band was playing. And it fell apart within one verse. I mean, just completely (laughs) fell apart. And so like, it just, Go, like, and this is my first time leading in front of people and it's just a train wreck. And I remember just stopping the whole thing. Like there was no way to salvage what had just happened. And I, I looked in, uh, back at the congregation. I said, well, I guess we're going to really let the word of Christ dwell in us this morning because we're just going to sing that again. And That's what I said. I was like mortified. I was like, I guess we're really just going to, we're just going to do it again. We're going to really let those words sink in. Um But just, you know, everybody kind of laughed uh, and it was kind of a funny moment. But I've realized over the years, because I've had, I I've had sound systems go out in the middle of a set Uh, I was leading into camp once, the sound went out, it was horrible, we were like, what do we do? We went ahead and stripped everything back and I just took, I had to borrow an acoustic because I was leading from electric, went out to lead on the floor, and then the sound system came back on as soon as we did all of that, and we were just like, what? We can't catch a break. It's like, (laughs) what's going on? Um, But being able to, like what you said, bring a little levity, say something funny, and then immediately turn it back. That's what I found to be so helpful in those moments. Something goes horribly wrong you address it with something funny, like, Hey man, I guess we're really going to let the word dwell in us this morning. Cause we're going to sing it again. And then immediately turning it back to "Man, we get to worship and we get to set our hearts on the fall. And sometimes stuff goes wrong and we're a family and that's okay. Uh, but then being able to turn it back quickly, I found to be so, so helpful. So you don't lose, you know, you don't like lose your track of, of, of thought and let everything completely fall apart. Um, and so I've, I've found that to be, um, yeah, just to be a really helpful way of navigating some of those, because they're always going to have that. I mean, I had another time uh, at the church I'm at now in our old building where all of our in-ears went out, like mm-hmm. across the whole thing, but the tracks kept playing. So mm-hmm. the tracks are playing in the house. All of our in-ears are out. We can't hear anything. I'm looking around to try to make eye contact. Like, does anybody else notice what's happening? Am I the only one that this happened to? Um And almost everybody on the team gave me the like, yes, something's wrong, except for one person. And I'm like, they just kept doing their thing. Like nothing happened (laughs) And our drummers in the cage. He can't hear anything. And he played the whole song from memory without being able to hear the rest of us. Uh, And then we just, you know, when we got to the end of the song, I just waved the drummer off and we did the last song acoustic, but being able to like think on your feet, like there's always going to be stuff that goes wrong. And how do you handle that when it happens? You know, how do you bounce back? But um yeah. Do you have any other stories of, I mean, like those are kind of just funny things that happen in navigate, yeah. but any other things where, you know, something you really learned something from, or I have
1: one more story that's just hilarious, but. <laughs> um, well, I have, I have funny stories too. Um, I mean, gosh, like you were saying, like sound system things, like when we first started leading Um, There was one time where we were like in a a really serious moment, you know, Cornerstone, that last verse that um, Mm. he shall come with trumpet sound. It's just like pretty much just keys. You can hear all the voices in the room. And then my wife was actually playing was playing keys. She was behind me and she hit she accidentally hit the little demo button on the keyboard. Classic. And I mean, just like beatbox and all the like little. (laughs) horns. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But the funny thing is, is everybody turned around and looked at the sound guy and he's like frantically like, what is going on? You know, and uh, you know, those poor sound guys, man, they just like, they Dude, they get it all, man. They do. They're kind of like a goalkeeper in soccer, you know, like no glory, but you get blamed for pretty much everything. So, yes. Um, anyways, that happened. And uh, the, the funny, one funny, really funny story. Um, this was a time when we weren't multi-site yet, but this was when we were in the, the stage of like, hey. We have multiple worship leaders now. We could. We were about to be multi-site. Um, we had a huge Sunday. It was like the, the week after Easter, I think. We were doing uh, like spontaneous baptisms, and I mean, I think this was like we baptized like seventy-five people in one service. It was in oh, wow. one, one weekend. It was like one of those like incredible, amazing yeah, totally. services, and um, people were just getting baptized left and right. And we were playing two songs. We were playing "Let It Be Jesus" by Passion which was in A flat. And um, it starts with that like little piano trill, like, and then Cornerstone, which was like, we were playing it in B, I think. So really an epic, like transitional key change between those two songs. Well, um, to save you all the details, we're baptizing during these songs. And we had, I was in the back of the room watching with the, you know, like standing with the production booth. And we had um, our, you know, our whole band was up there in in a, you know, a different worship leader who didn't used to lead all that, you know, all that often. Um, He was really talented, really good. He's still with us now and he still leads. He's, he's incredible, but, um, he was supposed to go into, he was supposed to start with cornerstone and then finish with let it be Jesus. But the keys player listened to the click and, and he he heard the click counting and was thinking that he should be playing, let it be Jesus and a flat. So everyone else is ready to play cornerstone. Keys player is leading the intro of the song in A flat with this little piano intro of Let It Be Jesus. And our worship leader pays no attention to the Keys player. He just comes in in the key of a B and starts singing, uh, he just starts singing um, Cornerstone. And so all of a sudden, you know, like the Keys player has a panic attack on stage, um, pulls his ears out, unplugs, and and, and leaves and walks backstage. And I'm in the back and I'm thinking, what is happening right now? This is like one of the biggest services of the year for us. He just and off. we just lost a keys player. So I ran down I ran down the aisle on the, the key side. I went backstage and he is, I kid you not, he is laying on chairs in the fetal position with the trash can. And he's like, I'm sick, I'm so sick. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? So I, I ran back around to the back of the room and went down the drum side and i went into the drum cage while our drummer is is just killing it i mean i basically like blew my ear drums and i went into the ableton file and i was able to to bring in the keys track so that because the next part of the song where it was like only keys we would actually have a keys player so that was just bizarre and you know what's like god will just like work through all of that stuff you know what i mean it's like so, it's so cool to know that like people were in that service all that people remember is man, we had an incredible day, like 75 baptisms yeah. and people are like just worshiping and I'm like running back and forth frantically and, and doing all Bro. this crazy stuff. And I'm like, people had no idea. And then my wife was in the room and she plays keys. So she like hopped on stage and was able to just kind of like take over. But dude, that's a, stuff, that man. is a wild story. I love
0: that. I love that story. Um, just cause it, it shows one, you never know stuff like that can totally happen. I mean, we had that, you know, response song where we got on stage and just the keys player just wasn't there they got, they were in the bathroom and didn't hear the pastor start praying. And we're like, wow, you know, this would, this would happen. Um, oh but man, just the ability to, to think on your feet and still get through that. And most of the people in the room probably had no idea. That's the crazy thing is, is how often we think things are a train wreck. And yet 50% of the people didn't even notice.
1: Um, it's true. And what I've learned too, from that is that, man, like you were saying, like, what are some things you've learned? Like even like you were talking about when you mess up with, well, like you mess up a song because you guys are playing in two different bpms and you're like hey we got to start that again like i've just learned from doing stuff like that obviously you can't do that a lot of times or you will work yourself out of a job right like yeah you'll be like we're gonna find somebody who can get this right yeah but like when you screw things up and you're able to just kind of own it or you say something or you do something and you're able to just like be really honest about it i've just learned i'm like man people so appreciate that because Yes. I've had people come up to me after a service and be like, thank you for just like addressing the elephant in the room and just like playing that off because yeah. so often it's really like a life metaphor, right? Like with Christian, with the Christian faith, like we, we want to, we, we always want to be like, everything is calm. Everything is perfect on the surface, but you know, underneath we're like a duck, you know, like on the surface, it's just all calm. And underneath we're just like frantically kicking our feet yeah. and it's just like, Man, people, people want real and they want to know and what's actually going on. And, and so for us to be able to do that, I think it gives people freedom to yeah, be able totally. to be honest in return and worship, yeah. you know, so
0: man, I think it's that's so that's good. good. Yeah. Man. Well, I'm going to close out with, uh, one more quick story. Um, I told you about this one. So I, I wanted to see your reaction. If you, if you've had anything, your, your story is pretty crazy too. I I don't know that this is more crazy than, than a key player walking off and like throwing up in the back and stuff. Um, but, uh, well, one is there's always the little things, right? There's the, you actually, you know, you're, you're praying and you thank the father for dying on the cross and you, you just like accidentally, you <sighs> yes. introduce these little heresies. Um, and, and I've heard guys do that. Uh, I try to be really, really mindful of that. A lot of people don't care anymore. I think 500 years ago, like they'd like, that was like a really big deal. If you, if you did that wrong, they were like, like people were being like killed for, for getting heresy like that, um, which is wild to think about. I'm glad that that's not the case anymore. We're not recommending that. That's horrible. Um, but I, I remember one worship leader too. Um, he was our youth worship leader at the time several years ago. Uh, and he got to the end of who you say I am. And he was praying and he got tongue tied on it and he kept like tripping over his words. And so he's like, you know, father, we thank you that, that we're, that you are who we, 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 are you, God, that, that you are who we say you are. <laughs> and, and that one, that one really cracked me. I, I had to walk out of the room. I was in the back and I had to walk out cause I was laughing so hard, but we are here's we the, we are. Yeah, you are. But here's the story I want to share. I was leading worship at a camp and it was an eight week camp. So you did a different camp every week, eight weeks in a row. And so different speakers came in every week and there was about 500 to 1000 students every single week. Um, so we're leading worship, and the the speaker he was like this young guy from California, really awesome guy, was killing it every session. Uh, and he had this ending illustration. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody do this, but he took a mirror and he was talking about how we were like reflect the glory of God and brokenness. I don't really remember much of the point he was trying to make. I remember he took a rock and he shoved it through the mirror as part of his response. So he like breaks this thing, and then he's like the lights are hitting it, and it's like going back out in all these different directions. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. So he calls us up on stage to do the response at the end and we walk up and he starts praying. Now mind this has been going on for like 5 to 10 minutes of him doing this. He calls us up. We we start playing behind him and he turns around and looks at me and he opens his hand and he had sliced his hand completely open and was bleeding all over the stage, but he was holding it behind the mirror so all the blood was puddling and it was one of those like slick say it wasn't a carpet stage so it was just puddling blood all over and he was bleeding a lot so he like gives no indication i'm like i see it i'm like about to throw up and i'm like this is disgusting uh, but we oh, have no. this response on so he finishes does the invitation walks off stage still like not, lays the mirror over the blood so no one can see it walks off stage and the sound guy never muted his mic so he walks off. We start leading the last song. And then in the house speakers, you hear this guy in the bathroom go, my hand, I'm, it's bleeding. Every He just starts <laughs> yelling and it's coming during the, oh, the last song. And... Dude, there was no way to recover from this. We just kept singing the song. And man, it probably took 30 seconds for the sound guy to mute the mic. And we just wow. like heard this guy yelling. Um, And so that's just like, that's no like way. the craziest. And then right after, you know, they had like the, the camp nurse had to come and they had to do all, like clean up all the blood. I mean, that blood around a lot of kids. I mean, it's a really dangerous thing, you know, like, so it was, it was pretty wild, but Dude, have have you ever had anything that crazy oh, happen while I you don't in worship? Think so. That's bizarre. <laughs> dude, it was wild. But dude, it it camp man. Anything can happen at camp. I True. think you know pastors out there like slicing their hands on glass as a sermon illustration on accident. Um, well, cool. Well, you know wherever you're at, if you're listening to this, you know, things happen when we lead worship, things that we can't control, we accidentally say things. And if, you know, one way that you can avoid that is by thinking through maybe even scripting out, like you talked about how you scripted out some of your things that you say, I do that a lot where I'll write out word for word. And then I'll try to just memorize that. And then I don't, I don't really care about delivering it word for word. But just the fact that I've thought through it, I'm able to be a lot clearer and concise. And it helps me from rambling on and on and on and on. Uh, but yeah, so if you're a worship leader, watching this, just take time to think about, you know, when this stuff happens, how do you handle it? But then also what can you do to avoid it? You know, I think using a click track is one way to avoid the, the thing that happened with us on how deep father's love. If we would have just used a click track and had the whole band and praise team on click, then we could have come in together. And then even though the choir wasn't on quick, they, they would have been following us, but that was back before the church used click. Um, And so just think through those different ways of how you can avoid, um, avoid those things, but then when they happen, cause they're going to happen, you know, think about how you can handle those. Well, don't lose your cool. Don't get frustrated. Uh, try to laugh it off and then just move on. I found that to be the best way to handle it. But before we leave, uh, John, I just want to give you a chance to, um, answer a couple questions. And so I'm just going to ask like four or five questions, uh, and just real as fast as you can give, give your answers. But, uh, who is your biggest influence as a worship leader?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one, but I think I would have to say, I think I would have to say, um, Phil Wickham, you know, I know he's not like a conventional like church worship leader. He's more of like a touring artist, but he was one of the most inspiring people for me. Yeah. Um, his sing along stuff. I mean, I just remember being at a concert with him and his guitar and that was it. And man, he just led with just such like, uh, skillfulness, and just like freedom and um yeah, man, I, I would have to say him for sure.
0: Yeah, man. I actually think a couple of years ago, I think he took a role at a church. Um oh, really? where he's lead yeah, I think he leads like cool. one or two times a month now at at one consistent church. Nice. And I actually noticed a couple like his songs he's been writing, like I've always liked Phil Wickham, but man, the last couple of albums have been so good congregationally. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like every song he's putting out just about you can sing in your church. And man, he's been putting out some amazing, amazing he's stuff.
1: He's so good. Um,
0: yeah, very cool. Uh, what about favorite worship song right now or the newest worship song that you've introduced at your church?
1: Um, So we've been doing a lot of original stuff right now, cool. um, which has been cool. One of the newest songs though that we, um, we actually haven't added it yet. But we're adding it next week and I'm pretty excited about it. It's called Fresh Wind is Cool. By Hillsong. Yeah. We yeah. typically are like really slow to introduce new songs. Like a lot of times when we introduce a new song, it's been out for like a year, at least a year. Yeah. We're typically not like way up front, but um when, when songs release. But for this one, it's unique. Our um, man, our lead team is just like really as a as a staff, we're all reading the book Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. We've been really doing this like prayer initiative. Of just like begging God to to give us a fresh win and to yeah you know restore to us the joy of our salvation. So this song is just like really fitting for our church right now. So I'm I'm really excited about it for that reason.
0: Man, very cool. I need to check that out. I've not listened to it yet, but I've been hearing some buzz about it and different people talking yeah, about it online. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. All right. What is uh what is one of your favorite parts of your job as a worship leader?
1: Um I mean right now (laughs) it it shifts right with seasons I feel like it's kind of different uh one of my favorite parts is um honestly just being able to like work around our staff um be around the staff week you know week in week out um we do a staff meeting for like a whole church-wide staff once a month and um I love leading worship for that because it's just so like raw and and real and you know you get a bunch of believers in the room who just genuinely like want to worship jesus um i love that man i just i absolutely like it's so life-giving for me and mm-hmm. um i also love just being able to like hop around campus to campus and like yeah. you know pour into um the new the up-and-coming worship leaders and people on the team and just like encourage them and and uh, try to build them up you know I, I love that part of my job and i'm i'm not typically like a very Um, I haven't always been a very like extroverted people, person, type person. Um, and I, I've been growing in this, I feel like maybe with age. Right. But, um, I just, I really do enjoy and love being around people though. And that's been something that's, um, just, yeah, I love that part of my job for sure.
0: Yeah. Very cool, man. What about, uh, maybe one of the things that's been a more challenging part of your job or something that you didn't expect when you went into worship leading that would be a part of your role, um, yeah, something like that.
1: Um, I mean, when I first, you know, obviously before we ever knew that we were going to be a multi-site church, um, I came into it thinking I was going to be the worship leader. I think I led worship at our church for two years every single Sunday without taking mm-hmm. a break. Even when my wife gave birth on a th- on a Thursday, I, I led worship that Sunday. It was just like, man, I didn't take breaks, you know? Even when I had, like, laryngitis, I, like, I squeaked through it. And, um and when we first started introducing new worship leaders and new talent, um, it, it was it was one of these things where it was like people would come up to me and be like, hey, th- that new worship leader that you had, so good. I-, I-, I wish they would lead worship more often. And I used to take that really, really hard. I'd be like, do you realize that what you're saying implicitly is that we hate when you lead worship? We want him to you know? <laughs> And I I realized that was like, man, that was pride. That was, you know, I know all of those things. Right. But I still, I still kind of had to deal with that and struggle through that. Um, and when I wasn't the one leading, um, I had a hard time with that. And so, uh, man, I feel like God just like taught me so much through that. And now I I like, I like to lead, but I don't have to lead, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's been something that it was really difficult for me at first. Um, And I've learned to just like love being involved without having to be in a spotlight.
0: Yeah, dude, that's so good, man. Hey, John, thank you so much for coming on the channel again. Uh, We'll do this again soon, hopefully. I love the conversations we have, the way that you think about ministry and the way that you're leading. And so thank you. All right, John, if anybody wants to follow you to uh, keep up with you online, where can they do that at?
1: Yeah, um, so I'm on Instagram as uh, John Azzarello so I'm sure, you know, you, you will need the spelling for that one. Probably.
0: Yeah. We'll, um, we'll, we'll just put it right
1: here. They can read it. Okay. Perfect. Cool. And then if and, they want to follow uh, your
0: church and worship stuff.
1: Mercy Hill worship. Cool. Yeah. Mercy and just, Hill. Yeah, at well, Mercy app. App. Cool. Spotify, Facebook, all of the things.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And just like I said, check the links in the description. We'll try to have all that in there. thanks for listening to the Spirit Truth Worship Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and also subscribe to the YouTube channel. And go ahead and give this podcast a rating in whatever podcast player you're listening to it in,
1: and we'll catch you in the next episode.